Welcome to another episode of Social Studies, the podcast where our only goal is to help you take your social media game to the next level. Now, how do we do that? We interview brands and creators that are best in class in social media so you can walk away with practical, actionable items that help you take your social media game to that next level. Now, today's episode is no exception. We interview Sean Davis, the director of social media at the University of Missouri. Now, this is super exciting for me. Uh, I went to Mizzou. I worked at Mizzou right after graduating college. I did video production for the ag school and the law school. So Mizzou has a special place in my heart. And Sean Davis is crushing it there. He started out actually as an athletic director, um, managing digital and social media strategy for Mizzou Athletics. And now he's the director of social media for at all the main um, University of Missouri Mizzou uh, social handles. So he talks about the background in athletics and then also just higher education in general and how they're really becoming a best-in-class organization when it comes to higher education and social media. So regardless of whether or not you're in the higher ed space, I think this is going to be super valuable and I'm super excited to dive in. Now, one quick thing to note, I said this last episode and I'm going to say it again, my audio is not up to par. I do get better in some of the later episodes, so just hang tight with me. Sean's audio sounds fine. I will get better, I absolutely promise. So without further ado, here is Sean Davis. Awesome. Sean Davis, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We are so excited to have you, man. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for thinking about me. Anytime a Mizzou grad reaches out, I think we uh, we try and accommodate. So Absolutely. Yeah, we got that common connection. Uh, went to Mizzou and I worked for Mizzou for a little while. Super excited to hear about how you're thinking about social strategy, but would love to just kind of hear about who you are, um, how you have uh, come into this position that you're in. Um, as director of social at Mizzou. Um, yeah, I've been in this role since uh, December of 2020. Um, on my previous stint, I used to work over at Mizzou Athletics, and I actually have a background in strategic communications and PR in athletics, college athletics, and that's where I spent the majority of my career. I'm a 2007 Mizzou graduate, actually, um, and. Went up to Michigan State after I graduated, worked with their athletic department for a little bit, then had the opportunity to come back to Mizzou. And one thing, being a sports information director, which is what we're called on that side, um, you're kind of a jack of all trades. So I think um, one of the things that we had to absorb as a communications staff over there was certainly um, social media. And really, we were on the forefront of the social media boom. Um, over in athletics and you know I kind of made my mark doing and managing social media over there and I rose up uh, ended up I started as an assistant director and ended up all the way to uh, assistant athletic director for digital and social strategy and decided that the 70-hour work weeks and all that and athletics and the travel and all that was not for me anymore uh, after 2020 and I was getting married in 2021 so it's time to settle down and I found this new role on campus and I really enjoyed it. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. What is so like? What accounts are you overseeing? Kind of what what rolls up underneath you? Um, what does that look like? Um, so I'm in charge mainly of the main at Mizzou accounts. So we have five main accounts that we look at: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, obviously, and then TikTok and LinkedIn. Um, so those are the ones that I kind of manage. But then my job, really, on top of being in charge of 
the presence for those is to be a resource for everyone who's managing social media around campus. So um, things like when to go dark, um, best practices for people who are just starting an account, um, best practices for growing an account. You know, my job is to be a resource for everybody around campus. And we meet um, once a week with everybody around campus that's managing social just to get them a picture of what's going out on the Mizzou accounts, what's going out on their accounts, how can we amplify this, so on and so forth, and really hammer home our institutional priorities and make sure that uh, we're all communicating in sync on social media. So it's been fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I, I did a quick like look through of kind of all the at Mizzou accounts. I've obviously been following along since, you know, I got social media, been a fan forever. And you've got 757,000 followers across the board. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think that's pretty close. So that's uh, a crazy number of people that you're a community that you're stewarding. What goes obviously like you're able to take more risks as a, as a like when you're first starting an account and there's, you don't have an audience. But as, as you're stewarding such a large community, how are you? What, what's your thought process? How are you thinking about how to um, stay innovative and ahead of the curve, but also managing and responding well to the, the uh, community you've built? Yeah, that's that's kind of the challenge you face every day as a social media manager, right? You know, how can you be on trend and also be on brand at the same time? And I think um, we always look at what we're doing from a social media standpoint and say, okay, does it fit our five key institutional priorities that we're looking at, you know? And I think as we look at those, we say, okay, how can we fit whatever our content and our storytelling opportunities are into one of those five priorities? So that's where we really kind of start with everything. Um, but we really want to be innovative too. And I think the digital marketing space, is, as you're probably well aware, has become really the hot button topic for a lot of people in our industry. How are we reaching our target audience through um, the digital platforms. So we want to curate content that speaks to people um, and we want to populate our feeds with um, students, basically. We want prospective students to be able to look at Mizzou's channel and understand what it's like to be a student at Mizzou and hear it not from me, not from the people who are managing our accounts, but people like our students. We, we want to have that kind of influencer type effect on kids and them to say, hey, if that person can go to Mizzou and have a great college experience, that's that's a place that I want to go. And, and that's really for us what, what we've tried to do. That's awesome. And when I think about Mizzou, I'm, I'm sure you face this unique challenge of you're, you're talking to prospective students, but I imagine you're also talking to current students and mm -hmm. alumni and staff and professors. And uh, how do you balance that? Like when you're speaking to, to multiple audiences, do you find it better to kind of narrow in and act like you're speaking to one person? I, I, it varies for platform for us. So what we'll try and do is we understand our audiences on each one of our platforms and who they are and who we're trying to reach there. So we use TikTok just because that's one of the ones that I think people are so curious and intrigued about because of it's a, like we can call it a meteoric rise since the pandemic. And, and I really think that for us, we understand our audience on there is really hard to track. So our main content that we're gonna put there is going to be broad and try and reaching as large of an audience as we possibly can. And we understand the demographic that's on there is going to be younger, um, recruitable age kids that we can try and make a connection with. And that's really just a brand awareness thing. Now, Instagram is the one that we're gonna use mostly for our current students and even some prospective students. But I think that's the one where we really manage our community. You know, we get a lot of DMs about, hey, 
my dryer is broken in Hatch Hall, what can we do to fix that? So it's responding to those comments in real time and fostering that community. Um, you know, and then Twitter is more of your general audience. Facebook is more of your alumni. Um, so that's how we kind of, and then LinkedIn obviously is your professional area. And we're really trying to focus a lot of our faculty success, um, our research success and innovation success and patent success, all of those types of things on our LinkedIn, because I think that's the biggest opportunity that we have to present those types of things. So again, when I get requests from all across campus, they come from all sorts of different areas. My job is to say, okay, what platform is this best on and how can we best tell this story in an exciting way on that platform? So, Yeah, and you mentioned TikTok and I wanna hit on that. I saw a video of uh, Professor Bowman at Mizzou Law and I, when Mizzou Law professors teach their last class, they have that clap out where students and faculty line the hall and clap as they kind of leave and really kind of an emotional deal. I remember when I was working at Mizzou Law, I kind of see that a couple times and really powerful. That video went crazy viral and is at like what, 3 million views now, something like that? Um, just just on our TikTok, it's 3 right. million. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we've had several placements. I think it's close to 20 million across all the wow. placements that we've had on that. So you talk about brand awareness. I mean, that was absolutely. Cool. Yeah, so how are you thinking through, like, to kind of talk about how you're thinking about audience and platforms, but specific content, just kind of scrolling through, you're, like I see athletics, advancement, recruitment, you know, there's, there's a lot of different areas. How are you narrowing down to try to find those, you know, where you can catch lightning in a bottle and really kind of get your message out to a lot of people? That comes with the relationships across campus um, and the relationships that we make with the communicators. So the way that our, my office specifically is structured, um, we're part of a larger digital publications team, um, and they run and populate our Show Me Mizzou newsletter. Um, so that publishes three times weekly, and they really have their ear to the ground on really human stories that we get a hold of. But then my part of this is we're just on the social media team, right? So then they tell the stories. We try and figure out the best way to do that. But through that, we also connect with people across campus um, that are telling these stories. So like I said, I think I said this at the beginning, we've got a weekly meeting with everybody that's managing social media. And then we have weekly meetings with um, the communicators across campus. And we hear about these stories and we hear about these opportunities. And the other thing, the other way that you really get this lightning in a bottle thing is just by consistently monitoring your social media presence. So Liz Lannon, who used to work for me. Um, she's the one who actually flagged that video, saw it on the Mizzou Law account, because I was off on like a Friday afternoon when the first when it first hit Mizzou Law's social. And we both agreed that it would be perfect for our TikTok um, as we were looking for a viral video, because we saw the reaction that our community had to it on the law social accounts. And reached out to the person who shot it. It was the law communicator, Nathan Hurst, and he supplied us with the video and it was the easiest decision I've ever had to make to go, all right, throw that on TikTok. That's the right. lightning in the bottle moment. But um, I'll give you another couple of tangible examples. We had a student that was out of our TAM program, our textile and apparel management program, who got to represent um, the TAM program at New York Fashion Week, you know, that's something that people pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to go do. And she was picked as part of this campus program to go there. So we had her on the ground filming content for us in New York City and taking pictures, doing a day in the life of, and that stuff just crushed on social for us because it was a student success story and, and the opportunities that were provided to her by Mizzou. 
Um, and we got her to tell her story on, on our channels. And, you know, most people think about the student experiences that we highlight. It's always going to be the cream of the crop, the Mizzou 39 award winners, which are our top 39 graduating seniors that are selected by a panel. But really what we want to do on our social channels is show that every student has a road to success, whether you're a 4.0 research student that's presenting at our next gen precision health building, or if you're just somebody who changed their major and you know found their passion project and got hooked up with certain people around campus that helped them get to their career job. Everybody has a different path and that's what we're trying to explore here. So lightning in a bottle is captured a lot of different ways. So Yeah, and I think what you said right there is, is genius because content creation becomes something not that you're directly responsible for, but it's outsourced to the people that are creating the content that's going to most resonate with your ideal audience. Correct. Which is, yeah, that's awesome. Um, what What are you doing? I mean, higher education social is, is its own thing entirely. We could have, you know, that, that that's a whole topic in and of itself. What yeah. are you doing to stay on the forefront of that um, to be a leader in the industry and in, um, in that area? Who are you following? What are you listening to? Kind of that kind of thing. Uh, for me, um, and this was actually something that was said to me when I was at athletics, we were actually doing a website redesign. Um, and one of our web designers was like, hey, I'm going to look at Syracuse's website. I really like Northwestern's website. And we're talking about their athletics web pages. Um, and one of the designers for our company um, that was doing the redesign said, well, why don't you guys look outside the box if that's what you want to do? You know, why don't you look at brands that are doing something really cool on social that nobody else is doing. Why copy Northwestern's website when you can steal ideas from, um, I'm trying to think of who the example was. I think it was like Rolex's website. You know, if that's what we're going for, we want to be big, we want to be brash. So I think um, as I started to think about it, I was like, there's obviously inspiration within higher ed, but we really want to take what's working on social in general. What are some of these things that you see brands really leveraging to their advantage. And we're talking about that real influencer marketing. And, and I always go to, you know, like my wife is huge into following fashion bloggers and how she would watch and engage with the Instagram story was inspiration for me because I'm like, if that's like, you know, my wife is watching this stuff and, you know, engaging with it, that's what our social content can look like. You know, there's no reason why on our stories we can't have people talking about their experiences at Mizzou. And then all of a sudden we're transplanting prospective student athlete or students into the natural environment here at Mizzou. And they really understand that, hey, this is what life is like there. So I, I try and steal from a lot of different things. I obviously have a sports background too. Um, and a big part of the social presence for college athletics was recruiting student athletes. Um, so we were always having to be ahead of the curve with what things look like and being creative. And I think it's just ultimately challenging yourself to say, how can I make this story better? And how can I just get away from sharing a link? How can I really hone in on the human element of it here and get out and meet people? So that, that's really for us. Inspiration um, comes from all different things, but it comes from absorbing social media as much as you possibly can and seeing how others engage with it as well. I think that's, that's incredible. I think when you, <clears throat> excuse me, when, when you're copying people in your industry, you can only ever be as good as those people. Correct. But when you step outside your industry and start following people that are completely different, then you can create your own category where you're the best in what you're doing. And that's, and I, I, if you don't mind, I would love to dive in a little bit on that athletics yeah. piece of it. I think that's something I never thought of is that when you're recruiting student athletes, 
that's that's probably so different now than it was 50 years ago that you're not just trying to impress them with a, a great locker room that they're following every day what you're saying on social how does how does that dynamic work um it, it's actually interesting because again i think it goes back to you want to make sure that through your social channels that that athlete understands what it's like to be at your school. And I think the other part too, is you want those social platforms to be as large as they possibly can. So when that student athlete comes on campus now in the era of name, image, and likeness where kids can profit off of their name and image, right? You want those platforms to be as large as possible. So you can say, all right, you're gonna be on our social medias and and our social medias have this, this, and this, our growth rate, our, follower count is this this and you know we're going to put you on there we're going to put your face on there and and you're going to have a chance to build your own brand through an already established brand channel so that was a big part of it and um you know in it in college athletics it got to a little bit everybody just had to do a really dope hype video it's set to a rap song from a practice recap but we wanted to take it and you know give kids gimbals as they're walking through the locker room you know hey this is what my life is and have kind of that vlog feel to it that video blog and yeah that's kind of the same approach i've taken to um, mizzou's social is we want the students to be the ones telling the stories People well, don't get as mad at the students if they're the ones telling sure. the stories as they do if it's just somebody behind a computer or a brand. So. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the, what you're doing, that, that's such a cool perspective coming from athletics because a lot of what you're doing is very similar, right? You're you're trying yeah. to recruit five-star recruits, maybe not in football, but in biochemistry. You know, you're still yeah. trying to recruit just recruit people to come to your institution. Um, how has your strategy changed over the last, you know, obviously six, 12 months in the pandemic? How did, what, what trends are you seeing? How are you seeing your strategy have to evolve um, to, to stay on that cutting edge? Well, 2020 was so unique, right? Because you had the, um, the pandemic and, and really people relied on you to be a communication medium to your audience. Um, so really kind of 2020 was a very challenging year for I think anybody managing social media. So as we came out of I mean, we're obviously still in a pandemic, but as we got out of the really bad stages of the pandemic and we had a cool opportunity here on campus, and it was my first time in this role because I started in December 2020 where we had full class ready to roll. We had students on campus, events were back to normal, athletics were back to normal. So I think for us, it was the first chance we really got as a team to say, all right, what are we gonna do to tell our story? And we really utilized Instagram stories and Instagram reels and TikTok. Um, Those are the areas that we really emphasized to to tell the story of what was going on at Mizzou. And um, every time a story crossed my desk from one of our um, Show Me Mizzou newsletter folks, it was, um, how can we tell this story through the eyes of this people who are being impacted? So I would reach out to a student Um, We'd get them on our Instagram story. We'd get them talking about how Mizzou shaped their experience. We'd turn that into a reel. We'd turn that into TikTok. And those are the areas that we we had 700,000 views on our reels. And I was reluctant to look at reels um, initially because I was like, why wouldn't we just put that content on TikTok, right? And so we did our first reel, had like 50,000 video views on it. I was like, all right, I've been missing the boat on this one. So we kind of delved into dived into reels head first and it's been a blast um so so those are the new strategies that we're looking at i know that sounds lame but i think it's really that influencer model um that we want people to look at and we want portraits of our students um and we want our students to be the ones telling the stories on there so that's really the strategy that i've tried to um, have our social media feeds look like in the last year or so 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, it doesn't sound lame at all. I, I think I, the real meta is just trying like crazy to compete with TikTok and they really want to be the go-to destination for short form video content. I remember a while back when I saw that Instagram and now Facebook are paying out those creator bonuses for reels content. Like the fact that they're investing tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars into that shows that they're going to give exposure to that kind of content. So I think the organizations like yours that are doubling down on that now are going to reap the benefits in the long run. Um, Agreed. And, and we actually saw an article. It was funny. We, it, I think it was in the uh, social media today newsletter or something like that. And it was like, it was talking about that investment that Instagram and Meta and whatever, Facebook, whatever it's called now, have made <laughs> in um, Reels. And, and that's where it's like, okay, if we know we're pump, they're going to pump these things, then we need to enhance our strategy on them. And we really did. And it, it took off. So it was a blast. Yeah. That's yeah, and that's I, I have a uh, a guy I know grew an account from zero to a hundred thousand followers just solely posting reels. I mean, it's crazy yeah. that the growth potential that lies in that platform is is insane. Well, it's funny you look at you look at something like Instagram, where you know a year ago everybody wanted that feed to be really high quality imagery. Right? Yeah, the grid. You, know, you wanted yeah. your feed to look really nice. That grid people would have they'd post three times in a row so they'd have something across the column that looked pretty cool you know th those were kind of the trends that you saw on there then all of a sudden reels came along and you saw the opportunity to have so much video on there and it was just it was a no-brainer for us to really uh hammer that one home so it was fun yeah absolutely that's awesome what um can you talk about like you've been on both sides of starting accounts that are like maybe brand new or very small and growing those versus now as you inherited these at Mizzou accounts that are already, you know, have a, have some followers to them, have a community. What, how do you, does strategy differ at all from taking an account with no momentum versus taking an account that already has a lot of momentum? What are, what are the kind of the intricacies there? Um, I think starting an account is probably what, I'll backtrack. Um, actually, I'm going to start there. When, when you start an account, I think people lose sight of how hard it is to actually gain a following. So I think there's there's really a three-pronged approach that you have to have when you're starting an account. And I think that's one, have a bold strategy for your content. What is your content gonna look like and who is it impacting? Two, know who you're trying to reach and reach out to them directly with your content and then follow through and make sure that they know that that content featuring them is posted because that's a really easy way to grow. And then third is community management. Um, so I think when I say community management, it's really important that we understand for anybody that's running a social media account, our job doesn't end when we press send and it posts. You know, Our job is then to engage with people who are engaging with you on that post and really comment and insert your brand or whatever it is you're trying to communicate into your audience right there in real time. And the big thing that we do from a Mizzou standpoint is we obviously monitor what's going on on social. Um, and a lot of people, when they talk about monitoring, think about, okay, they're monitoring for things that could be damaging to your brand, right? But I think when I took the job, one of the challenges that I had was, hey, as much as we're going to monitor for things that are being said about us that might not be flattering, let's find all the things that are flattering and try and insert the brand into conversations like that. So we have a Mizzou grad that is on entertainment tonight now. Um, and she actually sat down with Cheryl Crow 
the other day to do an interview who's also a Mizzou grad. And um, she posted on her personal Instagram and just through monitoring because they hashtag Instagram on there, we were able to go on and comment. And I made a funny comment about, you know, um, I used a lyric from one of Cheryl's songs on this girl's post. And all of a sudden we're on two Twitter Instagram accounts that have close to a million followers with our brand and people are liking and interacting. So I think that's the part where you've got the quickest chance to grow your account is know your audience, know who's talking about you and insert your brand into those conversations as much as you can. So in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And I'm curious to get your take on, I've heard it said that in order to scale, you have to do things that don't scale, you know, like taking those, a lot of, a lot of the things that help you grow are things you probably can't do forever, or at least you can't do forever yourself. You'll need to scale your team eventually. Um, but I like that those one-on-one interactions, those, those personal, you know, uh, personal moments that really kind of can add some gasoline to the fire there. No doubt. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then on the flip side of that, having like, you know, a larger account that you're really trying to gain momentum, not just starting out, but you've got a following that you're trying to really, um, you run the risk with the larger following of the engagement rate dropping, of that being a less engaged following. What are you doing to combat that, to keep that momentum going um, with an account that's already very well established? That's a great question, because I think um, engagement rate and growth rate are probably the two things that I look at for success on social media. Obviously, impressions are huge, but like you said, we have three quarters of a million uh, followers across our five platforms. So like every post that we have, I mean, the potential is there to reach almost a million people. Um, But I think true success is that engagement rate. And that's why we stress that constant monitoring so much, because the more that the brand is engaging, we we actually clocked in, um, I think, close to um, 12 to 15 percent on our engagement rate on Instagram wow. this last year, which for an account as large as ours is pretty dang good. Um, so we were pretty proud of that. Um, but we really kind of scaled back what we were doing on Twitter because not all engagement is good engagement. Either. Sure. Um, so you have to be careful about who you're engaging and what type of engagement that it is. Um, so yeah, we really stress that and engagement rate is so important and growth rate too. So how are you growing in comparison to your follower base? Um, so those are the key metrics that we look at and we monitor everything. We get a weekly, um, well, I guess we monitor every analytic. We get a weekly report from the guy who does our analytics. And if it's not all green, um, it's usually a pretty sad Tuesday for me. I don't like to see a lot of numbers <laughs> in the red. So. Right, absolutely. Um, that's great. And I want to be respectful of time and let you go here pretty quick. I got a couple more questions. Um, if somebody was starting an account from, uh, whether from scratch or taking over a new account, like kind of you did in December, 2020, what's your 90 second pitch If this is like when you're starting an account or you get a new account, what's your thought process of how you're going to, you know, approach that obstacle or that challenge? Um, so we have actually at Mizzou, we have an identity web page um, that goes over the best ways to do that. So we actually have it established for everybody that's going to start a social media presence at Mizzou to kind of get this quick little document that shows you how to do it. But I think what I always equate it back to is um, what are your priorities? Um, who is your audience? And what is your messaging? And, and I think understanding how those play on different channels and how your audience varies on different channels is the most important thing. And then coming up with a content plan that aligns with your institutional priorities. And I think 
that is going to be what sets your social media presence apart quicker than anything. And then establishing guidelines for monitoring and engaging. Um, if you can have the time to do that, what, what we see so many times is people for social media are doing it as like a tenth of their job, right? So if you're a comms sure. director, they don't have the time that we have um, to do it. So we need to make sure that we are a resource to those who are doing it. Um, so again, have a strategy behind what you are trying to do um, and really know your audience and know your content. When you think about those, you know, from working at Mizzou, I saw that a lot, you know, working in a few different departments of that's, that's never somebody's very rarely is that somebody's full-time job to, to manage social media strategy for those that are doing it kind of as an add-on to their job what are the you know when you think like 80 20 rule what are the you know the the small amount of things that are really like the most impact if you can only focus on a couple things that really try to move the needle what, what are those um do you mean specifically the type of content yeah, type of content or just uh, just approaches like how are you, like what what are the people that can't dedicate a forty hour week to it? What how are you allotting? How would you suggest like kind of allotting that time there? That's that's a great question. Um, I, I think the ultimate success indicator for social media is what type of stories you're telling, and I think every um, base communications job or every base social media job is based in communications and those types of skills. So I think understanding what stories you're trying to tell um, and how you can tell those on social. So every communications department is going to have, okay, this week we're telling this story, this story, and this story. So on that 20% of time that you have to dedicate to social, think, okay, this was a great story. We put a lot of effort into this. How am I going to tell it on social that lives beyond me just sharing a link to it? Um, how am I going to take this to that extra step? How am I going to make this a little bit more engaging for our audience rather than putting the burden on the user to click a link? How am I going to tell that story directly in platform? And I think one of the key terms that I look at all the time is micro storytelling, um, the way that people absorb content anymore. They don't want long form. And if they want long form, they're going to platforms that have long form. If they're on social, they don't want long form. So how are you telling your story in really short, digestible chunks? Um, and that's where we've utilized the students as much as we possibly can and our sources directly to get them to have an impactful sound bite. And boom, then we share that link out and we get it done. So. Yeah, and that makes me think of like distribution strategy that content is king, but I, I think distribution is queen, right? Yes. Of like how we're getting that content out the door. And so when you've got that long form story, it's not that much more work to pull some quote graphics, you know, to pour, pull, you know, a quote and turn it into a reel. Turn it into an can, Instagram poll, you know. Exactly. Um, turn yeah. it into a campaign on your stories. You know, those are the, we had a greatest study spaces on campus, like hidden study spaces. Oh, so we nice. went there, took pictures. We got students in those areas studying and we got them holding the camera saying, hey, I'm here in Ellis Library in the stacks. Check it out. This is a great place to study. Boom. So that's the same content we're telling. It's the same story we're telling, but it's in a really digestible chunk that can relate to your audience pretty easily. So, Yeah, definitely. Well, this has been great. I think a lot of this is incredibly helpful and very practical. And so thank you so much for taking the time. I hope this helps a lot of people. If people want to follow along with kind of what you're doing, what you're building, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, follow at Mizzou. We're at Mizzou on everything except for LinkedIn. We're uh, University of Missouri Columbia on LinkedIn. Um, so you can follow us and see what we're doing. Um, 
and that's really the best way um, to follow us. So. Awesome. Well, thank you again, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. No problem. All right. Have a good one, man. All right. You too. Well, there you have it. That is my interview with Sean Davis, the director of social media at the University of Missouri. Now, if you don't mind, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that other people can find this episode. If you want to rate it, review it, that would be absolutely awesome. I would really, really appreciate it. Now, be sure to tune in next Monday for another episode of Social Studies.